0: Today's program is brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. I'm Erica White, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit
1: heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
0: Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from our studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and a supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people and I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And today's theme is Udon, a traditional Japanese noodle which is not fully discovered in this country yet, but it can be as tasty and interesting as ramen. So my guest today is Kyoko Oyobe who grew up in a family that owns Udon noodle restaurants in Japan and she is a successful jazz pianist and a composer here in New York. So, hello and welcome to the show Kyoko. Hi. So, um, I met you through a mutual friend, Mitch Borden, who owns the legendary jazz club Smalls in West Village, and one day I went to your concert, and during the performance, you passed around handmade sushi for the audience, and I thought, I already like this person. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a long time ago. But it was so memorable, and the sushi was tasty too. Thank you. So, um, yeah, we'll play a couple of uh, your songs today, but first, uh, could you tell us about your family business?
1: Yeah. Um my father he started working at a restaurant Udon restaurant mm-hmm. in Osaka when he was twenty years old mm. and he was asked to be a main chef at the Udon restaurant in Okayama. After a few years he worked okay. in Osaka. So,
0: Okayama is uh between somewhere between Osaka and, and Hiroshima. Hiroshima right. yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So so he moved to Kayama mm-hmm. to work at the restaurant mm-hmm. and then he met my mother mm. after a few years and he got, they got married. Right. And then they opened Udon restaurant uh, seven thirty seven years ago. Mm. yeah, And then I have four brothers and one sister mm-hmm. and then my brother took over the business And then they opened udon restaurant, like four restaurants in Okayama. Mm. And then they opened one in Tokyo. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very passionate. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Right. So, um, and then they're called the Oyobe brothers, you said? Yes. So
1: cool. So cool. Um, Are they coming to New York sometime soon? I hope so. Yeah, okay. opening, uh, My uh, brother was talking about it. Mm. So hopefully it will happen in the future. Right. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. And you have a weekly concert at the Udon restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Right.
0: Um, and you love food, but instead of joining the family business, uh, you chose to play jazz here in New York. So yeah. how did it happen? How it
1: happened? Um, I started playing the piano when I was four years old. Mm. And then first why I was just playing piano for myself just pleasure but when I was 19 years old um I met a woman, piano player who played improvisation next to me mm. actually I'm sorry um my my parents used to have a private concert at our house then yeah you, I heard that that was incredible like yeah. it's not just the uh, neighbor's
0: but uh, someone like a uh, you know, termasa. you know, like yeah, the really was, big yeah. names.
1: Yeah, we had like certain space at our house mm. so one day my mother started inviting those musicians and we had a private concert, I mean mm. private but it's public concert mm. for everybody. Oh, okay. So first of all, we served dinner mm. and then drink for people, customers, audience and then they eat and then they listen to great oh, wow. concerts and after the concert one we of the piano player. Played next to me and then he prayed improvisation mm-hmm. and I was so ins- um, inspired I mean I was so moved mm-hmm. but that because I never Wow, knew about improvisation.
0: Mm. So that was jazz. That was jazz, yeah. Right. Oh, so of. that's how you got into jazz. Yes. Okay, it's amazing. And your mother must be really into music and also a good entrepreneur to organize such <laughs> an
1: influential event. She has she's like since they have six children, mm. my mother is really like how is it, energetic mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. always positive, always like. Thinking for people and then try to do best for people mm. and then um, <laughs> that's just like having concert. Like she, she's not really, she was not really into music because they are so busy just raising uh. their kids and then working at the restaurant. Mm. But she wanted to help her friends mm. doing by doing concert. That's why we started. Mm. Yeah, we started and then but because of my mother I mm-hmm. studied right really, so didn't so even
0: realize what she no. did to create a star yeah, and and yeah. Just, right so um, and then um, you came yeah. to New York yes and that was in 2000 that yes. you started to travel to New York and why New York
1: because the one with the drummer I was playing with that was actually my first friend in my life he used to live in New York he was mm-hmm. Japanese but he used to live in New York but he was in Japan for one year mm-hmm. and then that time we played together and he kept telling me Kyoko, if you're serious about just you should come to New York at least once mm-hmm. so I decided to come to New York once. And it didn't become a, just once and mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first time I came to New York for three weeks mm-hmm. with my backpack wow. and I just went around all jazz crowds and listened to music mm-hmm. and went to jam session pray with musicians and then um, I met incredible great musicians. Mm. I was really inspired and um, moved. And I said, wow, three weeks was not enough. Mm. I have to stay to get those like real music, mm. Just Right. And I, I read uh,
0: your previous interview, and uh, um, you said in that interview, uh, you got detained a couple of times at JFK airport because of the immigration. It's <laughs> so passionate.
1: and. <laughs> Like, yeah. Because you like, kept coming back? Yeah, I kept coming back. Like uh, I stayed for three months mm. and I went back to Japan and I worked and saved some money and then came back. Mm. I did like I did that like seven times in mm. three years. Okay. So every time I came back and at the airport the immigration officer took me to the different mm. room and, and Why so <laughs> often. Suspicious. <laughs> yes, suspicious. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, really. I was so passionate about jazz and uh, studying. Mm. So it was okay at well, the end you survived congratulations <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> right
0: but um, you ended up uh, you know working with Frank Hewitt and yeah. John Michael Pilk and Gil Coggins those big names so how did you get acquainted with those
1: big musicians I all the men I met at small jazz club okay yeah I was Frank Hewitt he passed away i say maybe more than ten years ago, mm. but when I listened to his playing at Smalls, I was really surprised. And mm. then, wow, this is real like, sound, like jazz sound mm. blues, and then it was great. Right. And then, yeah. So you got was inspired, and then um,
0: so in October 2005, you moved to New York, mm-hmm. and then performing with your own band, yes. the group, and uh, places like again at Smalls and Fat Cat. Yes. Right? So, um, what's the biggest challenge challenges for you to be a successful New York as a musician?
1: Well, i say it's about hmm. the, in New York there yeah. are so many great musicians and there are a lot of competitions I mm-hmm. think but in that but you still have I mean, you have to have the strength to keep your Good spirit, mm-hmm. and then you have to keep mm-hmm. believing yourself, and then you have to keep doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you always have a good smile and energy. So <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you. It's working.
0: Thank you. All right, and then now you have three albums, mm-hmm. and the latest one is called the Happy Silence. Mm-hmm. So which just came out in May. So what is the theme of the album? Why uh, Happy
1: Silence? Happy Silence is the title of the tune. Which is in the album uh, "Happy Silence." Is I collaborated with a Japanese novelist. Mm. Uh, her name is Louis Kodemari. She published the novel called "Love Always," and I I'm appealing in the novel oh. as a Japanese pianist Kyoko Yabe. Oh wow! <laughs> and after I read the novel, I was very inspired by her story, and I wrote something called "Happy Silence." Mm. Yeah, so uh, let's listen to your song from the album mm. um, which one would you recommend um, I would recommend The Fattest Cat in New York mm-hmm. this is um, I wrote this tune um, after I moved to New York I was so lonely because I grew up with a big family mm. and I was so lonely that I couldn't speak English and then I didn't know what's going to happen to me I didn't know anything I was so Stress out, and I couldn't, I couldn't stop eating, and then, of course, again, mm. not oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I gained a lot of weight. And I ate again, I again, it was terrible. When, but one of my friends told me, Kyogo, you should eat more, and you should be the fattest pianist in New York, and you'll be famous. <laughs> And I imagined about it like, be, becoming a fattest pianist and mm. playing piano, and it's so funny. So I laughed but myself. Mm. Then I felt better, and I could face myself mm. and I could face my problem. Nice. Then the problem of overeating went away mm. little by little. But um, um, I started um, I wanted to write a tune about mm. the experience I had. Mm-hmm. And then the message I have for this tune is, when you have a hard time, it's, sometimes it's better that you just laugh about it mm. and be positive and mm. you, you can do it. Nice. Hey. Well, I should remember this lesson. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: doing that. <laughs> well, thank you. So uh, let's listen to uh, The first Cat in New York from the new album, uh, Happy Silence. That is wonderful. Thank you so much. So fun and upbeat and this nice, good energy in it. Thank you. Um, Now, shall we talk about udon, which is another passion of yours? Um, So, first of all, what is udon?
1: What is udon? Udon is a udon noodle. is Mm a kind of thick, thick, thick type of noodle, Mm -hmm. which is made with wheat flour and then solid water. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: and uh, I mean, out of classic Japanese noodles, uh, soba is made from buckwheat Mm -hmm. and wheat and water, and ramen is made from the same Uh, wheat, salt, water, and they are the concept which is uh, sodium and potassium carbonate, so Mm -hmm. it's different. Different, yes. Right? Okay. And uh, I checked the statistics, uh, the recent statistics by the Japanese government of rice and uh, wheat-based noodle products, ramen was uh, 53% of the whole production, Mm -hmm. and soba was... 8% and udon was 39%. So it's a lot. (laughs) And it's very popular, obviously. So you should pay more attention to udon (laughs) here in New York. (laughs) Yes. So, um, you know, it's like a pasta out there, fresh one, fresh udon, Mm -hmm. dried one. Mm -hmm. What's the variation? Yes. So, you know, like usually um, if you go to an Italian restaurant, it's better, right? If it's uh, fresh, Fresh made pasta. Mm. Is it the same thing at the udon restaurant
1: too? Uh, yeah, I mean when you go to udon restaurant, I think it, I would say most of the udon restaurants they serve fresh udon, mm. and then of course there are a lot of difference of the taste between fresh and then dried mm. noodles. Fresh one it has like what is most important is called koshi, the mm. texture. Okay. Mm. And then I don't know if dried noodle can have. Texture. Mm, right. So it's more bouncing back, more like chewier. chewy chewier or
0: <laughs> it's it's difficult to explain in yeah. English, but um, I think it's a nodogoshi. Nodogoshi. Yeah. That means uh, it's like a uh, you know, the feeling that something passes you through your throat mm-hmm. and you feel satisfying and mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah. Right. And of course taste is different. Mm, yeah. Right. Does it make a little I don't know, when I have a fresh fruit on it tastes a little sweeter enjoyed one. I, I don't know, it's just me, but I think maybe.
1: Yeah, you are the judge of Iron Chef, <laughs> <Jeff>, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making up not, maybe. <laughs> no no. Maybe. I will be careful and, and try to test it. <laughs> yeah, because you grew up well
0: with the best one. So ah. um, all right. And do you know the history of Buddha where it
1: comes from? You know what? I never cared about history okay. <laughs> of Budon. So I looked up the Wikipedia mm-hmm. after you asked me about it. Okay. And then it's saying the one with a monk brought udon from china oh. that's what i, know, I read
0: mm. well like any other noodles that <laughs> yeah. exist in japan i guess yeah right all right and uh, so you know that your family restaurant mm-hmm. basically you have different kinds of udon right mm-hmm. right so
1: it's always fresh one it's always fresh one mm-hmm. and my father he developed his own style of udon mm-hmm. In Okayama, Okayama is kind of, uh, it's next Kagawa mm. Prefecture, where its Sanuki Udon mm-hmm. comes from. Sanuki Udon is basic, mm-hmm. but my father's Udon is not thick like that. But my father, he used a lot of different, like six different kind of dried fish to make good fish broth. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... It's <laughs> it, a lot of, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, a lot of work. And you, of course, you you have... Um, every day you make udon. Every day he
1: makes udon, and then he makes, I think at least two different t- um, thickness of mm-hmm. udon. Mm-hmm. And when he makes a uh, hot udon, he uses little thicker udon. Mm-hmm. And when he makes cold udon, mm-hmm. he makes the. You know, <laughs> right? That makes sense because it's
0: if it's hot, it cooks through. Yeah, so it's better to make it a little thicker and keep the yeah. texture.
1: And then my parents they care, about each customers, mm. I can, we say like it's a hard. Not, I don't. I don't say al dente. Mm-hmm. For yeah, them, but like al dente, I, right? yeah, they, they are very careful to how to boil them because it mm-hmm. just maybe 30 seconds makes big difference of koshi mm-hmm. texture. So, right. and then each person has like their favorite texture. Mm. So it's interesting. It's very deep word. Right. Maybe yeah. you father
0: know which customer likes what kind of texture. Yeah, they right. remember. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, let's take a quick break here and yeah. uh, when you come back, we'll talk about different types of udon and more songs by you. Thank you. So please stay with us.
1: was brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons. Edwards Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edwards name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Kyoko Yobe, who grew up in a family that owns Udon noodle restaurants in Japan, and she is a successful jazz pianist and a composer here in New York. So um, how do you eat
1: Udon? What kind of recipes are there? Um, we eat udon as hot or cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot hot udon. The like most like, simple one is called kake. Mm-hmm. It's with uh, it's hot one. Yeah, hot with hot fish broth mm-hmm. with maybe scallion, mm-hmm. fish a piece of fish cake. Okay, and then maybe bonnet flakes.
0: Mm. Right. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, you're from the West, and then I, I grew up uh, in Tokyo area. Mm-hmm. And in, in in you're going to mention that, you know, the difference of the regions. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, it's like, a, you know, it's, it's simple. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we, I had a fish sauce. It's more like a bonito flake and kombu mm-hmm. mixture. So it's, it's interesting you say that because it's so regionally diverse, it mm-hmm. sounds like. So that is the simplest form. It's just dashi and noodles. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so that's kake udon. Yeah. right? And uh, and the cold one is called like, maybe zaru. Ah, okay, mm, For you, the you dip with the sh- chilling mm. fish
0: broth, mm-hmm. right? Because the noodle is usually uh, it's always chilled with ice mm-hmm. and really cold, mm-hmm. and then you dip the noodle in yeah. the sauce. Right, we need it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, and uh, any other typical variations that you know the beginners of udon should know about.
1: Um, well, maybe hard one could be tempura udon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with fish broth with tempura mm-hmm. and then scallion mm-hmm. or maybe kitsune. Mm-hmm. Kitsune is
0: uh, topped with deep-fried thin tofu. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, that cooked with like, a sweet taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, kitsune means fox and uh, <laughs> yeah. the color looks like fox. Like they call it kitsune udon, right? That's funny. Yeah. Right. And... Um, what about
1: the tsukimi? Tsukimi is you just drop the, the uh, raw egg mm-hmm. onto udon and you mm-hmm. put uh, hot fish broth over mm-hmm. it. It's, right. it's simple but it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fish or depending on the
0: region. Fish mm-hmm. broth or it could be kombu mm-hmm. or different kinds of broth.
1: Mm. Right. Or I recommend curry udon. Mm-hmm. You might find curry udon maybe at over, over the restaurant in Japan. Mm-hmm but my family has special curry it's so good <laughs> it's in even in summertime. it's hot but it's still hot curry makes you, you smile it's mm-hmm. good right. <laughs> yeah actually we had a,
0: a gogo curry present uh, you know tomoko a yeah. couple of weeks ago oh. and uh, we talked about the Japanese curry it's thicker yeah. and it's nothing to do with the Indian curry
1: yeah but even it's different than Japanese curry mm-hmm. because we cook with fish broth okay so it's I don't know how to say it's so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's more layered flavors and complicated. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I think because you have to top it And uh, uh, the udon. It's like a cold udon topped with a curry? Or?
1: Mm, no, the hot okay. one. Maybe, diff- yeah, but we, we saw with hot udon, okay. the hot curry. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. sounds good. Yeah, all right. And, uh, right, so it can be cold, or hot mm-hmm. and depending on you know you can be just like a woman you can be creative that we mm. don't need like a white yeah. canvas for Yeah, chefs. there are
1: many toppings or yeah mm. yeah okay right
0: and uh, so we just mentioned a big difference between the regions and uh you know the eastern part of japan and the western part of japan mm-hmm. they, they are different
1: right yeah so what's the difference i think well, if we say to, between Tokyo mm-hmm. and Kansai, Kanto, Kansai, a mm-hmm. big difference is the uh, color of dashi. Okay. Uh, people usually people say the dashi fish broth in Tokyo mm-hmm. is uh, looks dark mm-hmm. because of the difference of soy sauce. Mm. But Kansai is um, it's not dark. They mm-hmm. they use they the, for them. what is more important is. Uh, Fish broth.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Mm. yeah, and uh, I heard, uh, you know, in Kanto, the eastern part of Japan, they tend to be based um, on bonito flake dashi. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, in Kansai, the uh, western part of Japan, it's uh, kombu based because the Kansai area is is softer and it's ideal to extract flavors from kombu. Mm. And of course, Tokyo people tend to use more darker soy. Mm-hmm. And in Kaiseki restaurant, you don't see much, you know, darker soy. It's very mm-hmm. light. Right. So, and uh, so people say in Kanto, the Kansai udon is too thin and then Kanto people, um, no, Kansai people say Tokyo udon is too thick and too, too salty and they just uh, have...
1: I, actually, <laughs> I never try udon in Tokyo. Okay. <laughs> but in Tokyo, I think it's soba noodles are more popular. And then um, a lot of right. ramen restaurants. So exactly. I never tried udon in Tokyo, mm. so I, I cannot say the difference because right. I never tasted it, but people say that. Mm. Mm.
0: Well, maybe that's another reason udon is not so, you know, popular throughout, even in New York, because Tokyo people don't eat udon so much. Mm. And the Kansai people tend to eat more. Mm. So it's, it's, it's from Japan, but it may be original, you know, yeah.
1: consumption too. Like I threw... Working at my parents' restaurant, Mm -hmm. when I was there, I saw many customers come every day to Mm -hmm. eat udon Mm -hmm. for their lunch or dinner. Mm -hmm. Every day. So, udon is, for me, udon is very light. It's not heavy like ramen. So, you can eat every day. Mm. For me, it's like everyday things. Right. Yeah. interesting. Right. And, for instance,
0: uh, you know, tanuki udon, that's Mm -hmm. this uh, raccoon. (laughs) Udon. <laughs> I don't know why this maybe because of color and it's different between the two regions in Kanto, just uh, mm. the eastern part. Tanuki udon means a topping piece of deep fried flour, mm. which is a byproduct of tempura. Mm. And in Kansai, it looks more like a kitsune, the fox. Mm. Um, we don't topped with deep fried thin tofu, mm. so there's a big difference, <laughs> yeah, It's interesting, right? So, um, what about your family restaurant? It's, it's thinner, you don't serve any. Tokyo style like the soy is very light little used the fish
1: is very important for us mm-hmm. so as I talked before my father used like six different kind of dried fish I mean of course he used kombu mm-hmm. seaweed right. and then point frags and then after, after I don't know how many years like forty, forty seven 47 years no 44 years he still tried to develop himself every day mm-hmm. and try to see what he can do Better, better, right. better, and he's creating.
0: Mm. <laughs> really, right. So the, the fish base is uh, first when he learned, yeah. or he, then based on that he developed. He
1: learned in I think in Osaka, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. then I his, but I, I well I was I was there like last month, mm-hmm. and I saw he was using uh, shrimp. Skin, mm-hmm. with the skin, right with the shelf, right? yeah. The dry, the dry sh- shrimp shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, he was using that for dashi, mm-hmm. and then it was so deep. His right. dashi was so deep and so good. Mm. And of course, he is making great udon, and sometimes he changed the thickness, mm-hmm. maybe a little thicker or thinner. Right interesting and my brothers also there they're trying to make their own mm. style right. uh, based with my father's style
0: mm-hmm. right so it so- sounds like you know
1: the new york chefs
0: they are really into ramen now but they can mm. pay attention to udon i mean <laughs> they can do something new please do right. <laughs> it's good right yeah I yeah, think udon is similar more similar to pasta noodles so I think it's easier for them to come up with something because like, mm. these are used to mm. utilizing that kind of noodles mm. so we'll see yeah. more udon restaurants in New York yeah right so um, you know as my question mm. here is uh, does udon inspire you, you as, as a musician or you have a lot of memories right? family memories of yes the,
1: uh, It's uh, inspired me a lot Mm because I grew up with Udon and I I grew up at the restaurant like I was working there so there are so many memories but what I have is my parents they have a great great spirit serving their Udon Mm -hmm. they don't say that but I could feel that they are making people happy Mm -hmm. by just serving a bowl of Udon and then I remember like my my mother is really lively and energetic and then she said welcome the way race is it's really nice and then she meant to do that to welcome people you mm-hmm. just word and then i had like one one guy some one day he came and he told us the story uh at one point his wife was super sick because mm-hmm. she got cancer mm-hmm. and then he was really depressed and he was thinking the kid himself, exercise, oh, wow. But he came to our restaurant, and my mother said, Yes, Shai, okay, welcome. Mm-hmm. And then he, he ate a bowl of udon, mm-hmm. and then he became so relieved. Right. And then he stopped, he just he became positive again. Right. And then I, when I had that story, about that's it. So, I don't know, my father is a simple guy, and my mother is like that they don't talk, mm-hmm. like they don't push like what they are thinking, but I can just feel what they what they mm-hmm. don't. And um, I want to do the like, same things through my music. Mm-hmm. I want to put out my good spirit. Right. Like uh, I can make people happy mm-hmm. through my music. Right. <laughs> like something right. like that.
0: So yeah. let's listen to a music song called Udon from uh, your album Happy <laughs> Silence Now. Yeah. That is awesome. So, <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, it's like the last summer was Oishi, that's delicious. <laughs> yes. And you yes. heard slopping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes us hungry. <laughs> Alright. So, um, but how uh, is Udon important in the Japanese
1: culture? Well, Udon is it's important for me but uh, (laughs) yeah but uh, yeah do is like a soul food for us Mm. it's everyday things for some people Mm -hmm. yeah it, will mean, at the station, mm-hmm. like subway sub- or, subway you know, the or train yeah, the yeah, train station, you can see the udon restaurant where you like standing, mm. you, you eat stand, right? Uh, it's, you click, it click. Right. It's like yeah. a pizza corner, pizza plate. right, right. It's right. yeah. a vending machine that you can get tickets, and yeah, then, yeah. Or there's some serious udon restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's uh, almost like kaiseki. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's very deep, and then
0: mm.
1: it's interesting that the variety of. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I he- I heard that a long time ago, udon mm. was depending on the region. That was a food for festival, like special occasion yeah. historically. So, yeah, there are different variations. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure you cook udon at home. Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh, where do you get the noodles? Well, <laughs> if I have time, I want to make udon noodles, but I don't. So, I I go to Japanese supermarket like. Sunrise Market Mm -hmm. or Mm Dainobu In uh, Midtown? In Midtown. Or one is in East Village, Uh, Sunrise Mm -hmm. in East Village. And then Dainobu is on 6th Avenue and 13th Street. Okay. So I go there often and then get some.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, do you have any tips for somebody like us who never cooked udon at home? Mm -hmm. You get noodles and do you have any tips to make it tasty? Well,
1: I think the most important thing is dashi, dashi broth. Mm. Because noodle, it's not easy to make. So if you make nice fish broth, mm. dashi, then it will make a big difference. Right. Yeah. So
0: you can get uh, 60 different kinds of fish bones like uh, your parents. But, but, uh, but you, you can, know, can still try it. Like right. a, a bonito, flake
1: bonito and flakes, Bonito flake. And kombu. Kombu, yeah. Right. And then nice mirin, soy sauce. Okay.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah, by the way, mirin is uh, the fermented... Uh, Um, liquid like sake sake and And, sugar right and usually like i think 40 50 percent of sugar it's very sweet Mm -hmm. and around 14 percent alcohol Mm -hmm. and it's one of the most important Mm -hmm. uh, seasonings in japanese pantry yes right okay um so yeah if you don't feel like cooking do you have any recommendation for old restaurant in new york (laughs) Oh, you never bother. <laughs> you don't. It's difficult. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> That's fair. <laughs> your parents must be very happy. Oh, right. Oh, well. So, uh, thank you for joining us today, Kyoko. Yeah, thanks so much. Right. And, so nice. uh, yeah, for our, our listeners uh, who are interested in your music, uh, do you have a website? Yes, I have my website if you google kyokoyobe.com. Mm-hmm. Right. It's K Y O K O. Oyobe yes Kyoko dot com yes. right and uh, you can buy your music from through your website
1: yes through uh, or you can find it on Amazon mm-hmm. or CD Baby or iTunes okay yes right so take a look
0: right um so uh, we'll end this show with Kyoko's song um so which one would you pick and what is the title inspiration I pick a happy silence which is the title of the album. Mm-hmm happy silence right yeah. so okay so listeners if you have any questions or comments please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org and you can also reach me at takiko.katayama.com. Japanese is live at 3pm Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org I'll see you next week